The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool, I got the keys ready to come in and you'll come and use it. Tony. What is his name, Tony? <laughs> Lois could never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! What Spider-Man number one looks like. I guarantee you, Trisha, we now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic forum assembled. We are back live once again right here on allgames.com, bringing you a daily, daily talk show inoculation against boring shit of the quarantine. I don't know. I didn't think that one out. But we're here. It's TV Tuesday. Um, you know, that's the theme we're going to going with right now. On the line with me is Joe. Hey, what's up? Yeah, he's going to bring you a little bit of... Uh, uh, his take on the My Hero Academia finale. Uh, and then Larry's not here today. Well, he'll be here later, hopefully, so we can tell him how he's full of shit. So if you haven't heard this, uh, if you haven't heard last week's episode uh, called Moving On Up, I would say listen to that and then listen to this so you can see how Larry's full of shit. But we'll get to that later when he gets here. We're going to be talking about my impressions of community. Larry wanted me to watch that. And then I told him to watch Silicon Valley. So we might not get to that if he doesn't get here. But if if he gets here, we'll do it. And then uh, and then we're going to talk about what we do in Shadows. And then maybe, maybe we'll get into a little comic book review for Ask for Mercy number one on Comixology. But in the meantime, let me thank the All Games community and Scott Rubin for giving us the opportunity to do this. And... Let me also thank the new listeners from South Africa, Lithuania, Estonia, all those. They're, they're, they're staying with us, so we luckily we didn't offend that country. And uh, if you want to call in, you're going to have to call my number. But if not, you can jump in the chat, chat.allgames.com. Um, Moses Magnum on Skype for me, but I'm going to play the lady. I'm going to tell the lady to tell you what to do anyway. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. 
We got Hector chat saying we're out here wilding. Yeah, kinda. I did have a little bit of coffee. So I could get what little wilding, whatever that means. But Joe, man, let's jump into that My Hero Academia before Larry comes and ruins the fun. Okay, so the season four finale of My Hero Academia is just fucking amazing. Uh, it's a Endeavor story who is now the number one hero since All Might's retirement. And he's facing off, well, it starts off with his wife and his kids are in the hospital talking. And they're going into like their situation and the wife is like kind of offending him because she's... She can't look at him still, but she is becoming more, like, accepting of him. And so uh, we go to the fight where Endeavor and Wings are fighting a Nomu, and everyone is watching. There's no, like, people don't know what to think. He's, you know, the Nomu is, like, super strong, and All Might is retired. There's no symbol for humanity and endeavor just goes off like he proves why he deserves to be the number one hero right now and it is just amazing to watch like you're just as on your like i was just as like tense as everyone watching on the news because they keep going back to the family is watching the news coverage and the school is watching the news coverage and Man, it's just amazing. Like, he just goes all out and proves that he is the number one hero right now. Like, it's just amazing. Like, if you're not watching My Hero Academia, you should be for moments just like this. I noticed there's, like, when you look up My Hero Academia... Uh, season four finale. I was looking for a picture to throw in chat, and all these pictures look awesome. <laughs> like the little screen grabs, you know. And a lot mm-hmm. of them, a lot of them are coming from episode the season four episode twenty five reaction. Twenty five is the finale, right? I believe so. Yeah, and they all look <laughs> great. <laughs> Makes me be mad that I didn't, that I haven't caught up. Yeah, it's 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 great and it's just a cool place to end the season, I think. You know, we got through the you know, the school festival arc with the La Brava and Gentle and you know, we went like from there we had the, the ranking where they actually had like a billboard ranking where they officially announced the ranks of the new heroes and endeavors like chosen as the number one hero. And, uh, you know, the episode before this one, he's like, because he always looked up to all might and like, he knows how he's received by the public. And he's trying to figure out like what he should do, like to actually become the symbol of, uh, you know, that, people need to look up to and he's like he's kind of like not really getting it like it's never really been his thing and he's trying to do it now but he's still just himself and then in this episode like during the fight he just goes all out to protect everyone 
It's uh, yeah, it's just amazing. Just hearing you describe it is like <laughs> is getting me pumped. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Um, TigerCon chat says, "Would my hero academia work as a live action movie or live action series?" Maybe, like, from what I hear, the Attack on Titan joint looked good, and but they were like mixing real like prosthetics uh, for a lot of their effects were like practical, and I'm not sure with the super hero genre whether or not like with the powers these people have, whether or not it would look good. Well, just the costumes, man. Like, some of these costumes, I don't think could work practical, yeah? Right. And, I mean, even, like, fire... Fire is a car power to pull off when you're talking live action. Like, it, it, it all... Like, it never looks real. Like, it looks real enough because you're watching a movie. But you, it never really looks like that person is actually throwing out fire. And I think that's the benefit of animation is that there's no disconnect between the character and what the character is doing. So I'm not sure if it would work for, well, I would say, why would you do a live action series? It's already an animated series. Like, I could see more a live action movie because you pander to people that hate animation. But uh, a live action series seems pointless. And a live action movie, yeah, I just think it would be hard to make it look good. Yeah, I, I I really, like, I'm with you with it where it's like, I don't think there needs to be, they don't need to adapt this more than already, you know? The animation is good if you like right. it. If you like it, you enjoy it, man, you're enjoying it. Lucky you. And if you can't, you can't get into animation, you can't get in cartoons for kids, and you know what? Fuck it, you don't need to watch this shit. Right. Now, I will say, as far as costumes... I will say, I won't act like I haven't seen some amazing cosplay yeah. uh, recently of uh, these characters that looks great. Um, especially, I saw one that was really good. It was the, the Invisible Girl. I can't think of her name right now, but someone was cosplaying her. Did, was that... What, and it looked decent. What, did we see that at Long Beach Comic Con? I don't think so i think we saw some like, at long beach comic con but i don't i don't know if it's that one right i think i just saw it in my feed oh okay in my news feed it's me cosplay characters i put a picture in chat and it's like that trying to pull that off live action just that little scene <laughs> would be hard just to tr- manipulate the, the fire like now with with uh, fucking special effects. You can add fire and kind of control it, but it never looks right. It never looks. It, it always looks like it's just floating there. Right. Like it's passable. Like 
when you're watching a movie, you have the suspension of disbelief that helps it work. Yeah. But realistically, you know, like where the where the person stops and the fire starts. It's like it's just yeah. Well, even and to me, it kind of. Oh, go ahead. Like, even like um, that movie we talked about last week, The Endless. Like, there's a scene where the house burns up. And it's all CG fire. And it's like, that house isn't burning. Like, you know, they left the shot a little too long on the house for you to notice that it wasn't, the fire wasn't coming from the wood, you know? It was just laying on top Mm -hmm. of it. And it's like, that's a split second thing. Like, it wasn't even enough. It was like a pan and you see it, but it's like, it just, the pan was too slow, you know? So it's one of those things. And then let alone from when it's a power, you can play with it a little more, but it's still got to look right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, And it's like, in a way, I do understand, like, wanting to see live action. From a certain standpoint, I get that. Like, the first five minutes of Bumblebee was kind of amazing to me which the first five minutes actually takes place on Cybertron and all the Autobots look like they're supposed to look. So that was like cool for the five minutes that was happening. But at the same time, it's like, I kind of don't feel like I need that. Like I get it to a certain extent, but at the same time, it's like, I don't feel like I've ever been the one that says like, Oh, I definitely need to see this cartoon in live action. Yeah. Like, I I used to be like that with comics, like, oh, I want to see this in live action, but now, nah. Comics should just stay comics. <laughs> and I think the closest I've got gotten to that is just in the case of Disney, since they're making shit live action anyway, like why not make something that I really enjoy? Yeah. To see if how much, how badly they fuck it up. Like, if they did a live action Robin Hood, I would totally see that. <laughs> but it would be like CG. you know the one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the all animals, yeah. Like Robin Fox, the furries. Like, yeah, if they redid that, I would go. I would definitely check it out. What if they Even made a? They probably ruin it. What if they made a furry fan film, like people in costumes? That could work. Like, like some of the animals would be hard, but that could work. Mostly the baby animals. Because yeah. I know those fruits aren't small. Yeah. And there's quite a few kid characters. That's true. And Mrs. Cluck would be hard, too, because that's a really round squat character. Yeah. Yeah, it would probably be computer animated. <laughs> right. Like, everything would be computer, just the backgrounds and stuff would be real. Yeah, like Lion King with the grass. Uh, te- except, except it would make more sense for Robin Hood, because they still have to, like, be anthropomorphic. Right. Like, from what I hear, one of the bad things about the Lion King was... Because they were doing realistic lions, like a lot of the facial expressions that you got with the animated joint didn't 
they didn't do those because they were trying to make it look realistic. And so you have a lot of the personality kind of drained out of them, the characters, just because they're not allowed to be expressive and emotive like they were in the cartoon. And that's just what I've heard. Like, I didn't watch it myself, but from people, I've listened to people talk about it. And that's one of the things a lot of people are saying. Yeah. Uh, Terry Claus says there's a live action movie about it in the works. Talking about My Hero Academia. Says, but this is, this news was announced back in 2018 from the studio that made Detective Pikachu. Oh, and that turned out great. Yeah. And I mean that literally, like, that That actually did turn out to be really good. Yeah. Like, I didn't enjoy it that much just because I'm not huge into the Pokemon thing. Like, I like Pokemon, but I'm not huge into it. So there were a lot of other things about the movie but as like far as like the look, like it was really good. Yeah, even how they show the city too, like even the fight scene at the end. That, that was a good movie. I liked it. Right. All right. Well, let's move on to what we do in shadows. Um, I, Joe, I don't. Do you ever? Did you ever see the movie? What we do in the shadows? I never got around to watching it. You should check it out. I think it's on Prime. Might be on Hulu as well. Um, but it's basically a mockumentary about vampires living in New Zealand. And one of them's like an ex-Nazi guy. And, you know, there's another, like, Italian guy or whatever, you know? And they all, like, hide mm-hmm. out in New Zealand after, like, some, you know, they had to flee Europe for some reason, you know? And it just shows them about uh-huh. their lives, like having the familiars and stuff. It's a funny movie. I love it. It's great. And it's from the dude that directed Thor Ragnarok. He wrote it and directed it. And then they made a show about the movie, but it's not like, you know how a lot of, uh, like, you know, they had the, the From Dust Till Dawn movie, uh, TV show, and it just basically stretches out the movie into a TV show format or Damien that Damien's a little different, but you know they had the Exorcist TV show. Uh, they they make shows about movies for a while. That was a trend, and this is one of those that came in at the tail end. And it's basically it's what we do in the shadows, but it's not connected to the first movie at all. It's a su- different set of vampires living in Staten Island. And oh, okay. And they basically they were sent to the New World to conquer it and make it like a vampire nation but they just slacked off and liked it so they didn't do anything and in the first season it ends up being uh a total like basically their review from their master come he comes over and says look you did everything wrong they do this whole trial blade comes out because he's part of the council like every movie vampire like comes out (laughs) in as part of the tribunal that are gonna like kick them out of their clan or whatever. So like Blades in it, uh, Tilda Swinton's in it from some from one of the vampire movies uh, that mm-hmm. she played. Like 
And then season two just premiered last week, last Wednesday. And they had two episodes. And now it's like after all that, they they got like they're they got a hit out on them and they don't even know it from the other the other vampires that don't want them around but that just seems like it's going to be something so like the episode i wanted to review was the season two premiere but i know like we'll probably get to that later because you haven't watched season one yet huh just one episode right yeah so we'll talk a little bit about that and so how, right. how did you, know, you like first? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was saying all the stuff we watched, like I didn't try to watch all of it. Yeah. Just in that short amount of time. But I did watch uh, the first episode of each of the shows we're talking about. And what we do in the shadows, I like. Like it was, you know, it's it's not necessarily the type of show I go for. Like I can do the mockumentary thing. But it's like that can be kind of hit or miss with me. And this one does it fine. Like, I think there are definitely some really funny points. Like when their master comes out and he's just commenting on them filming him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. And, you know, so far the characters are pretty cool. Um, there's some pretty decent jokes. Uh, especially like the one with Gustavo, with Gustavo. Uh-huh. at the end where he's like, you know, the, his, uh, master is thanking him for his two years of service. And he's like, it's been 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And the dude is like, 10 years. Oh. And then he just goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And the running. Which, yeah. Like, the running joke is, is that. Some... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. The running joke is that Gustavo is he's a familiar for one of the dudes, and he's like he wants to so desperately be a vampire, and they never promote him, and that's the running joke. So he's like, you know, it's been the two years, and he's like, it's been ten years. So it adds even more to. <laughs> right. And the effects were decent. Which was cool. Um, you know, they do a lot of the turning into bats and stuff, so yeah. it doesn't look terrible. Like it looks pretty good. Part of it is to how they film it, because they don't film like they'll always like sweep the camera while they're doing it. Yeah. Cool technique. And yeah, like it's pretty funny. Like I could almost see myself actually sitting down and watching this. Yeah, I think like I'm not sure I'll get to it because there's a lot right now. Yeah, like I have Netflix again, and I have Hulu. Even though I'm gonna get rid of that pretty soon. Like I don't know, I'm not into Hulu. Nah, like I don't really need live. Like, yeah, what they offer isn't great. Like I think the only thing with Hulu. In general, like I could, I'm sure I, if I went deep, they did a deep dive, I could find stuff. But right now, the only thing I'm really into are the uh, Bloomhouse movies. Uh huh. I wouldn't subscribe to a service just for that. Right. 
Have you checked out Runaways yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, because they have. I could watch E Plus. Oh yeah, I guess. And it's like if it weren't for Solar Opposites coming out, I probably would have done it. My mic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if it wasn't for Solar Opposites I would, coming out soon, I probably would have been just like, fuck it. Since, like, there is some cool stuff on Hulu, like, The Awesomes is a good show, mm-hmm. but I've watched it, so it's like, and if I want to watch it again, then I could probably, then it's probably worth buying on Prime. Yeah. So, yeah, Blue Mouse needs to sell their movies on Prime so I could ditch Hulu forever. <laughs> um, let's see, Tarklaw says, how is Blade involved? He's an anti-vampire. He kills vampires. He's not <clears throat> part of their society. But, and then he says, uh, if he was in a room full of them, he'll kill them all. And then Hex says, you assume way too much to joke about something you'll never see. I said, whatever. It just doesn't quite my sense having a vampire hunter involved. Well, you should watch it, Tiger Claw. If you watched it, it makes sense. Like, you're complaining you don't, it doesn't make sense? Fucking watch it. And I know personally, one-off jokes for me are fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I well, okay, I'll say, like, it depends on how into it and how one-off the joke is. But I might be kind of cool with one-off jokes, like, even if they don't make the most sense. Yeah. And... Like, why should Blade be a, like, Blade's a vampire. Right. Like, why not let him be on the uh, Council of Vampires? And he's a specific, like, so they have the, like, the Draconians, which are, like, Kind of like an American vampire, the ones that are more monsterish, you know? So, like, they're mm-hmm. each in the council, each one has a representative. So, like, Blade is like the representative for the Daywalkers, you know what I mean? And then, right. They'd have a vampire that's hilarious. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know where they got this guy or how, like, he auditioned for this, but he's like, he's the emotional vampire, like the spiritual vampire that just sucks your energy. And he's mm-hmm. not like the other monsters vampires, and that guy is just hilarious. <laughs> the bald guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's kind of funny. Yeah. And I know I was watching the trailer for season two, or a commercial for it, and like he's gotten more powerful. Yeah. Where he could just zap people from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's one scene in uh they one of the the season two premiere episodes has a has Haley Joe Osment as another familiar for the other guys, the the other European vampires, and he's in a rivalry with Gustavo, and uh, he ends up getting killed. So they take him to the Necromancer, and on the way to take him to the Necromancer, the the spiritual vampires like there there's this like musical theater like community theater thing, and he goes. Ooh, they're having a showing of this. He goes, "Oh, I'll see you guys later." And then he goes, "Yum yum." <laughs> like he's just going to soak up the whole energy of the whole thing. 
It just cracked me up how he did it. But he's like, and then he meets, so then he's like the energy vampire, and then somebody was like the emotional, like one that sucks your happiness, your joy, and they're like fighting, oh, okay. they're fighting in the office because they both work in the same office building. So it's kind of like an office space, like rivalry thing, but it's between mm-hmm. these, this vampire war, and that was kind of cool. Wow, that is cool. Uh, Tyra uh, Claus Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. Um, I think we were going to say the same thing, but TigerClan chat says, I bet they also have the Twilight Vampires, the ones that just sparkle. Yeah, they Is that true, Mo? I think they might have, yeah. I mean, that whole council thing, like, I can't even name, like, maybe the day after, I can name all the types of vampires there are, but I'm pretty sure there are, too. Like, that's, it's a joke, yeah? Now, in this show... And I, I think you said this before, but correct me if I'm wrong, that everyone on it has played a vampire before? Well, in uh, everybody in the council. So oh, okay. You'll get like, man, let me see if I can find a picture of the vampire council. Uh... And is it just... Uh, from... People that have played them in movies or like do TV shows and cartoons or video games count? Uh, I think the uh, I think it's mainly movies and TV shows. Okay. Uh, but it's um, let's see. So it says uh, it has uh, Tilda Swinton from Only Lovers Left Alive, Danny Trejo from From Dust Till Dawn, Paul Rubens from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Evan Rachel Wolf from True Blood. And then Wesley Snipes from the Blade movies. And then it has uh, Clement Waititi and Johnny Berg, who are from the original movie. Like, they're on the council, too. Oh, okay. And then it says the council members also note absent members, like Kiefer, Tom and Brad... Rob, so it's like yeah, they they mentioned Kiefer from the Lost Boys and uh, Tom and Brad from Interview the Vampire, and then Rob from fucking Twilight, like they're the absent members. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's a, it was a good, it was a good scene. Entire clock, like. Stop! If you 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 do better job trying to be funny if you actually watch the show. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the the season two premiere was really good. I I really enjoyed that. It it uh, you sometimes I'm I'm when a show like gets renewed the they didn't plan on having a second season and this one feels like it did like. They're like, oh, there's no way we're not getting a second season. So they just kept writing straight through. So it doesn't have that, like, weird time jump or, or weird, you know, new new conflict. Like, is this continuing? So I like that. Oh, okay. Burr says, oh, I missed the My Hero Academia talk. Yeah. yeah we kind of did that really and fast so that Lawrence could avoid it and avoid spoilers. 
Yeah. Like, I'm not sure where he is, but he might not even know that All Might retired yet. Yeah, no, so. he's, he's like in episode six or something. Right. So, yeah, we did that as a courtesy to him and to me so I could just go all out without worry. Uh, you know, I'm going to jump into this comic book review real quick because Larry's not, hasn't showed up yet. And I don't want to talk oh. about the other shows if he's not here just yet, you know? All right. And uh, after you talk that, I can talk Las, Las Leyendas. Okay. I think that's how you say that. The, the, the legends, right? Yeah. Yeah. You said it pretty good. All right. Cool. I'm going to play this music real quick. Comic book. Review. Comic book. Like, review. (laughs) Well, not not like that, but like. But yeah, Ask for Mercy is, uh. It's Richard Starkings' comic. He did it for uh, Comixology, like, originals. And where is my phone? Uh, well, I find that. But, yeah, I, I read a, I downloaded the first volume, but I read the first issue only. And it's, it's really, like interesting story it's about this you know 1940s real estate lady and she's kind of bored but there might there seems like there might be more to her like in the vein of a va- Buffy the Vampire Slayer like she's a, a monster hunter she has talent for it and aptitude for it and she gets recruited and they take her into this like World War Two era uh Europe to fight in the past against these like cosmic monsters that Hitler's occult section of the Nazis brought over and are are trying to weaponize. So she's like hunting them down. And it is, it is drawn by, uh, let's see, what is her name here? Page one. It's done by Abigail Jill Harding. Okay, and what'd you say the title once again? Uh, Ask for Mercy. Okay. Yeah. So you can get it on Comixology right now. Uh, I think all trade paperbacks, if you have unlimited, you can read all of them. And I think some of these might be free. But I'm not 100% sure. But uh, I'll put some pics of it in chat real quick. And so that's the cover right there I'm putting in chat right now. And the art is actually done. It it looks kind of like painterly. Like they kind of painted it and scratched the pens. Like it, it's really well done. I don't know if it's digitally done or or watercolor but it has that quality to it but then when she they actually get into the fantastical elements of it 
the art gets wild, man. And it's the same person doing it, but you see like how when it's in the the like, I guess in present time it still has that quality to it. But when it gets fantastical, it's like same quality but just exaggerated. So I'm putting oh, okay. when they go through the gate, I'm putting that picture because that one like when I flipped to that one, I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go ahead and take a look at that. Um, and yeah, it ends right when she goes into the the past. She gets attacked by these fighter planes, Nazi fighter planes, and they transform. I don't have a picture of that, but they transform into these weird monsters. And let me see if I can find a picture of the actual monsters. And then she meets up with these three hunters that are like her, but I don't think she's exactly one of them because they transform or at least one of them transforms into a monster, too, and does battle. So they're like good monsters. But oh. yeah, I got to see where, how that goes. Cause it, it's kind of the, the transformations, like they're super, the action in this book is actually very kinetic. Like it, it's still shots, but you can see it flow, even jump out of the page sometimes. But yeah, let me take a screenshot of this one. But it's one of those things where, you know, in comics, it, that could go very wrong sometimes, you know? Something mm-hmm. something looks too blurry or, or not not clear enough. And uh, the just the design on the monsters I really like, too. But let me take another. This one, I like the colors. I'm sorry, say that again? For the side. This last picture you put in, I like how they did the colors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very um, it, it's a like basically the page I sent before that, like flipping from one of those straight into that one it, is kind of jarring almost. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. But yeah, and it was I was. I forgot why I got drawn to this book, but uh, I've been wanting to read it in the past because it's it's Richard Starking's work after Elephant Men, and uh, but I guess I read a, a a synopsis of it, and I was like, oh, this has Cthulian monsters and Nazis getting beat up. Like I'm in, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. I can't wait to read the rest of it. Right. Uh, yeah, I like the artwork so far. It's pretty good. I'm putting, I'm putting it's more. definitely something that I think I will check out later. Yeah, it's it's on uh, on Comicsology. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd I'd give it a good uh, solid four out of five. And it probably would be a five. I just got to maybe as a whole series. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
What's Las Leyendas? Um, Las Leyendas are translated as Legend Quest, which is a Netflix original cartoon based on uh, the Las Leyendas uh, movies by shit camp. I didn't produce this part, so I don't know the guy's name. But it's Netflix's only animated series coming, uh, originating from Latin America. And I just started watching season two, which I talked about season one in a past show about the kid and his uh, friends. They are like fighting monsters and trying to stop Quetzalcoatl. Quetzal. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Well, in season two, which one thing is kind of weird, like it's season two, but there are some details that are different and it's not actually listed uh, with Netflix. It's not like listed as a season two. It's listed as its own thing. It's called a fuck a subtitle. That's like uh, monsters of myth. Yeah. Criaturas and, uh, ocultas. Yeah. And they're uh and the art style is different too. They do like the samurai jack thing where there are no black lines on the characters. Mm. But yeah, in this series season, they're hunting monsters for the Brotherhood, who it turns out are trying to release the goddess of the moon to yeah, who they're secretly who are secretly trying to release the goddess of the moon and bring her to life. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Like I really like the first season and, and this one is, uh, also good. Like I like the energy was similar, but with the different, with enough difference that it doesn't feel like it's retreading. No. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, watched, I watched the first couple episodes today uh, before the show when okay. I woke up. Um, and yeah, so far it's really good. And you said it's a different art style than the 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 original one. Yeah. Which one do you like better? Um, I. Probably the original. Okay. But I, I, but I don't dislike the style. But it, it's kind of like, you know, like when you're watching something and it changes. Yeah. You just miss the familiarity. Yeah. Like, remember when Batman the Animated Series got its new look for like season four? Yeah. And you're like, it's not bad, but it's not what I've been watching for the past three years. So it's like, it's kind of like that, like, to a different degree. I, I just put a couple pictures in chat. I, the second one, I assume, is the original art style. Right. And, yeah, I like that better, too. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's different, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I'd enjoy the consistency if it happened but I haven't seen any of it so 
I can't say right. for sure. You should check it out. Like, I know it's it's probably a little young for you. Yeah. I mean, I'll give it a shot. You know, a couple episodes. Right. But watch it with your niece. Yeah. But you guys will have fun. I don't think. Oh, yeah. I do have a niece that's little. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of my older nieces will. will Right. Watch it, but <laughs> but yeah. All right, I'm gonna jump. It, it does, young, which I'm sorry, said yeah. I, um, it, it does skew young, which is one. Th- I watch cartoons. Uh, uh, all maturity groups. Yeah. So yeah, it's young, but it's still pretty good. It's a good story. Currently, like uh, the dude's mentor has gone missing. <laughs> And he's uh, trying to find out what happened to him uh, because he was about to expose the Brotherhood for what they were, uh, for what the actual goal is. Okay. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna check it out, man. I'm gonna. I'll give it a few shots. Like you said, you watch different cartoons of different maturity levels, and I'm kind of in a similar way. I used to get mad when they changed stuff that that I liked in comics particularly, but ultimately mm-hmm. every cartoon did it, and almost every cartoon has been good more or less, you know? Even the, right. bad, even the bad ones had their little merits. But... Yeah. Yeah. I know I like the... I, the changes don't bother me as much in cartoons than they do in movies, but that's that's probably one of my weirdness. On the line, <laughs> the the man who was full of it himself, Larry. Why, why am I you, full of it? You what decided to show up, cause man, like what didn't you? You didn't yeah. watch Lost Leyendas, yeah, or Red Ask for Mercy. Were we supposed to do that today? No, but we did it just in case you didn't make it. Oh, I was about to say, like, I don't remember anybody telling me to do either one of those. Did that happen? I shouldn't have to tell you to do it. When I describe it on the show, that should automatically make you interested in watching it. Yeah. I'm going to go with no, Jay. No. I mean, you, you describe a lot of things, and, and, like, half of them I definitely want to see. But the other half, I have zero interest. I'm just like, no, I don't see that at all, ever. <laughs> That's because you're racist. Against cartoons? Yeah. Against Latin Americans. Or against Latin. Did you call them Latins? I don't think anyone ever does it anywhere. (laughs) He pronounced the X. It's like, you understand my my entire family is from a Latin American country, right? Well, then why aren't you supporting Latin American cartoons? I, I don't know that I'm not supporting American cartoons. Representation. Like, you know how many people would kill to have their country's cartoons on Netflix? I'm so just because the 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 titles in Spanish, are you sur- sure it's Latin American? First off, I'm not racist enough to assume that a Spanish title is Latin American. It could just be Mexican or even Spanish. Or Spanish, or whatever they're calling themselves these days. 
But no, I did the research, and it's Latin American. Okay, I'm just making sure. Uh, Tiger Claw in chat says, "So Mary Young is full of shit." That's no surprise. And then, like five minutes later, he goes, "However, we love you." He he went too far. I don't. What? Where is this narrative coming from? Because uh, I, I build you as the you're full of shit, and if you listen to last week's episode, moving on up, you you we're gonna today we're gonna prove how you are. That is my thesis statement. T- today we're gonna prove how I am. Yeah, because we we're supposed why, to talk why about. Why don't we co- prove how I am yesterday? Because today we're talking about community. So, Burr and Chat for Legend Quest. Uh, Legend Quest, known as Leyendas in Latin America, is an animated horror comedy film franchised by Ricardo Arneas and produced by Mexican animation studio Anima Estudios. So, yeah. Hex says Mexican isn't Latin American then? Uh, Mexico is a part of North America. That's true. Much like Canada. Yeah. But Larry, you made me watch Community. Yeah. A- after you and shit you on, love it. after you spent a whole show shitting on Saved by the Bell, and Community is just well, Saved by the Bell. You, you, oh man. I'm so happy that you're in lockdown. I don't even want to see you. You don't deserve outside. After after coronavirus has a vaccine, you should just stay in. <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. How dare? How how can you even say that? Well, the the, what, the where, main. How far into the series are you? Like eleven episodes. And you still think that? Look, the main character is a blonde douche that always like. Is opportunisty, and then it blows up in his face, and he learns from it every episode. No, I mean that's saved by the I, bell. I get, I no, I I get that. The, the, and, the and brainy, that's, and that's the brainy, the brainy, high-strung, uh, uh, academic, uh, prudish girl is addicted to Adderall. That's yeah. saved by the bell. No, no, I, her I name get that. Annie. Her name Annie ends with an I E. Just like her character in Saved by the Bell, Jesse ends in the IE. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then you have you have a weird, I mean, awkward I, I, ethnic Marie kid. ends in the IE too. I. You had a you have a a weird ethnic, awkward kid. With some social disorder. Again, Saved by the Bell. Is that Screech? Yeah, Screech and Abed. No, I know Abed is who you were talking about. And they, they even Screech. both like making movies. Is Screech ethnic? Yeah, he's Jewish. Okay. Okay. I like to compare Screech to Abed. It feels like heresy. No, but it's but, it's the awkward kid, you know. In this day and age, you use somebody a little darker usually for those. Yeah, but, well, in that day and age, because that's ten years old now. Have have you not gotten to the point in the series where you understand that they play with all those tropes? No, they base the whole show on those tropes. They, yeah, I've seen how they play with tropes. I've seen how they play on tropes, but 
This is just the whole show of that. But they're aware of. So it's okay to like something that that is aware that it's like Saved by the Bell and not Saved by the Bell. It's okay to like something that's self-aware of the tropes they're using. Yes. Yeah. Why don't you be self-aware it, that you're especially they're using them way better, and then they also counter like they also like play against those tropes as well. Burr says just like, because he's not colored doesn't mean he's not ethnic. Uh, okay. No, I mean he—he he definitely has the ethnicity. I, I'll give you that. I—I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember them playing up the idea that Screech was Jewish. But okay. And then they both—they both, both like—I don't, don't know if that happens or not. I don't know. I, maybe maybe Mo's saying he just looks Jewish. I don't know. <laughs> no, that happened. Oh, they, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember a very special episode. of Saved by the Bell, where Screech, Screech is getting well. They yeah, no, they anti, didn't anti semite episode. No, they definitely didn't do a special episode about him in that respect because Middle America wouldn't like that episode. <laughs> um, They're like, but he is a Jew. Yeah, where's his horns? <laughs> um, you know, I only got to watch the first episode, and it wasn't that funny. I mean, and don't get it wrong. The the first the first episode of Community is definitely not as amazing as the series becomes. That I can agree with. Plus, they kept doing this annoying thing where during the transitions they would play Matt and Kim. Which uh, is that the theme song? Huh? No, the transitional song. Like, why when is they... that annoying? Because that's such a better album than the show is. So, like, every time they did it, I wanted to stop watching and listen to Matt and Kim. So, and just made it so harder to watch. The show for picking good music? Yeah, it made me want to stop watching it okay. and listen to Matt and Kim instead. Hey, listen. But no, I had to watch it for the show. So, it's like, can't even listen to Matt and Kim. I gotta keep watching this. Now, luckily for you, Larry, even though you are full of shit, I like Saved by the Bell. And now I kind of like Community. Dude, Community is so much better than Saved by the Bell in every respect that it's like not. I don't even understand why we're even having a conversation about the two. Like, Saved by the Bell is an okay show for its era. Like, Community is a cult classic. Like, they'll probably make a movie about it one day. I hope not. They'll, they'll probably make a movie for it and a movie about it. I hope not. Okay, hey, listen. That's fine. That's, you you don't have to like it. No, I said that I do. More than okay. The cast is but great. Even Joe McHale, like, I, I don't like him, but he's okay. Like, he's the worst part about it, but, but all the other... Especially now, by episode eleven, everybody's already got their groove, and and it really took episode seven. Like from then on, I started liking it. But those first six what episodes were hard episode to watch. Seven? I don't even remember. Let me check real quick. <laughs> <clears throat> but it was just I, I was you know it was four twenty, and I bought like eleven bags of edibles. So that's when they kicked <laughs> in. Was episode seven? Funny high. I could- oh yeah, it is. 
because I didn't like it at all till till I watched it high. <laughs> I I just don't understand that. I I don't know. It's like okay. I mean, I it, it definitely feels like the kind of show I would think would resonate. Well, yeah. With each one of you. And I'm but... saying it does. I like it now. Okay. You forget that I hated myself at first too. <laughs> no, I, I didn't forget. Let's see. Oh, it's the the episode seven is when they have the the Day of the Dead party. Oh, dude, that joint's hilarious. Yeah, Joe, I would say <laughs> just watch that episode. No, man, don't listen. I don't want Joe to watch anymore either. <laughs> well, you... you have to stay inside after we have a vaccine, and Jay just doesn't get to watch Community anymore. He can go outside, but that's because sometimes that's punishment for him. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. It says, uh, Burr says, community is basically Barney the dinosaur for people who graduated from Saved by the Bell. It's all about friendships. It is all about friendships. That's true. Episode 11 is fun. And that's that's a Saved by the Bellism, too. What? The all about friendships. Yeah, but that you could say that about seventy percent of the shows in the eighties. It says, "Uh, oh no, never mind." <laughs> then Tiger Claw's posting news in chat that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but and then Jack Black is in an episode that was hilarious too. Yeah, yeah. Now there there are a lot of people that pop up. Throughout the the seasons, so yeah, I would I would give them uh, I don't know about four out of five this up until episode eleven. Four out of five. Yeah. You have to stay inside. <laughs> I like it, Larry. I'm just telling you, you're full no. of shit, and I'm glad. So you don't like it enough. You don't <laughs> like it enough because I, I didn't give it a five out of five. Uh, well, hey. That point's just hanging there. Let's see here. What else is it supposed to be doing? Let's see. What, other than giving community perfect scores. Let's see what my uh, my index card for community says. It says Larry hates Saved by the Bell but loves Community. Larry's full of shit. Douchey white dude exploding people exploiting people to succeed, and it blows <laughs> up in his face, and it, he learns from it. Okay. Uh, uptight overachiever hooked on stimulants to combat fatigue from studying. Yep. yep. I was making my comparisons for Saved by the Bell. Yes. Let's see what else I have here. I I was waiting for you to be like, and they have a black girl. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that too, but they're too different. They're completely different. And I'm I'm happy that you recognize that. Yeah, well, because it's community college. That's why. I do love how they do (laughs) these things. Like, with, because, oh, go ahead, Joe. I recognize how black people are different. He's like some of them steal, some of them just rob. (laughs) That's gonna be the title of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love how. Well, I yeah, I guess I love because I laughed hard when it happened. Where it's like out of nowhere, they'll be just like a geriatric, like sitting on a bench because they're going back to community college. Like, oh, yeah, like the guy gets Leonard. to go with the girl. Like he, fi- she finally says yes. You could take me out, and then the guy's like, 
the a nosy old like seven year old man's like nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, that's good stuff. College is open back up. What do you say, Jay? That's gonna be me when these colleges open back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's like literally like seventy something. Yeah, like he should be dead like ten years ago. <laughs> he, he fought. He fought in World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Bertha, some of them are more colored than others. <laughs> oh my God. We're called black people colored. He learned it from you. From me? <laughs> Not from me. That's where I learned from. No, you definitely didn't learn it from me. <laughs> like when I didn't s- realize that I was Jay's black friend. <laughs> yeah. When he says some I of my best friend, when he says some of my best friends are black, he's really just talking about you. Yeah. I didn't know. And maybe I his brother. Shirt and he hates all the rest of them. That's not right. He goes, my, it's not right. Some of my brothers are black. <laughs> no, you definitely don't like them. Now, Larry, you're, I know you're ready to disappoint me, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Did you watch Silicon Valley? I did. Okay. How many episodes? Uh, I I only watched... Um, I only watched... Up until episode seven. Oh, but that was really, you know, I was trying to finish before the show, but I didn't get to. But yeah, so I watched until episode seven. I haven't finished okay, it. That's unfortunately. almost the whole season. Huh? That's almost the whole season. Yeah, yeah. I know there's only one more episode after that one. So, you know, I definitely felt like, you know, I got a a decent feel for uh for the show. And uh yeah, it's definitely not a bad show. It's it's interesting. Like it was it's it's funny. And uh I definitely can see can see um like why it's popular. You know, I I do feel as though this show may have come at a bad time for me. Why? I you know I just, uh, for whatever reason, I just, like, the characters are, are they really bug me. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, even though they're, like, very smart and, you know, they do funny things and they, it does make me laugh. But I'm like, I'm, I'm, there's a weird thing where I'm kind of angry at those characters for being who they are. That's kind of like, how I felt with Community, too. <laughs> That's fair. I could I could understand that. I could understand that. But yeah, I was just like, ugh. Like, like you know how we know it, what they keep introducing other characters that make me that make me dislike them. Like I think the only character that I did like was the um the Latino tagger like the artist. Oh, and he only comes out for that one episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah man. Like him, I get. <laughs> Every, everybody else, I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Hex says my mic's buzzing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it, went, it was crazy, but what can we do? I'm sorry. You're ruining the show. So, 
I only watched one episode of Silicon Valley, and it wasn't that funny. And it also had an annoying thing where I'm really bad with names and faces. And the one guy had been in something else I had seen, but I couldn't place him, like who he was or what I knew him from. And it was bugging me for like the entire episode. Did you figure it out? Yeah, he was in underwater. Oh. Which, which, which guy it's is the that? guy, um, the one that kept saying that he owned them because they were part of his. Oh, the whatever. the guy that started Aviato. <laughs> yeah, <His> incubator. <laughs> right, his incubator. He was in Deadpool like also. That. Yeah, that too, but I think I just remembered him from underwater did he gain weight for this role or did he lose weight in deadpool i think he lost he lost weight in deadpool oh okay um it was weird because that to me when i first watched silicon valley i'm like this guy's part of it like he's kind of like somewhat normal that i can kind of identify with because, you know, I'm not smart like any of these dudes, and I'm not as awkward as any of these dudes, you know? And then, and he was funny, and then and then he left the show oh, later did on, he? and I'm like, I don't know how this show could go on without him, but sure enough, it, it, it was still good after he, after he left, and I know he was going to leave Deadpool 2 or something, and... uh and yeah, that's why I titled that one episode. Do we even need T.J. Miller? Because oh yeah, like in general, because everything that he was that he's not in it like isn't wholly dependent on him. Yeah, right. But uh, right. Um, I think he was the best part of Underwater. Really? I heard that movie was really good. Huh? I heard that movie was really good. No, it, it wasn't. It was so boring. And so, yeah, no, that underwater was not good. Okay. It was like boring and cheesy and like TJ Miller was the only good thing about it. But then the only good thing about it too was that the main character dies at the end. So it's like, that's the only good thing about that movie. Otherwise, it was just stupid and boring huh. and tropey. Wow. Gotta... So, folks. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we do have our senior intrepid reporter, Oz, on the line as well. What up there, Oz? I just wanted the crackling of your mic to soothe me back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, walk underwater? What kind of water? Underwater. No. I don't even know what that is. Okay. Well, I know you go to movies a lot, so I thought you might have seen it. Yeah, no, it's been like two three weeks. Okay. I think I think I heard about it. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, are we 
thinking about the same thing. Isn't uh, Kristen Stewart? Yeah. Is that is that the movie you're talking about? Is that yeah. out? Uh huh. <laughs> it's out on on whatchamacallit now on on demand or. Oh, I don't subscribe to whatchamacallit. Yeah. That's probably it. That's my new streaming service. Yeah, it's out of theaters. It's out of theaters and it's available for sale or streaming. I wouldn't suggest either. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of those that look like it might be an interesting horror movie, but not interesting enough to get me to look for it. Yeah. It, if, it did look like it was going to be interesting, and then it just completely wasn't. Okay, well, that's good to know. If, if theaters had been open, I probably would have just watched it because I don't think anything else would have been out at the time, maybe. I don't well, know. Theaters were open when it was out. Like, it left theaters before this whole pandemic started. Oh, then that movie's terrible because I didn't hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about it, thing. but I heard about it from this artist that I follow on Instagram, and he's like loved the movie, and then he wrote a whole like thing on how great it is. Oh, but so he's not good. Who's that? It's this dude named Colin Christian. He does these weird sculptures, but yeah, I mean, he's a weird dude. But usually, weird dudes telling me about things they're kind of on point sometimes. He's talking about me. Yeah. Nah, you never explain anything right. I'm on, I'm on point. <laughs> uh, what was but that? Yeah, show but I'll got? keep watching. I'll keep watching the show. Yeah. Like I get it. Like Silicon Valley. I mean, like, like it. What's happening is really interesting, and that definitely keeps me in. And it is. It is like funny enough uh the situations are wild but i you know i i guess i'm not supposed to like the people i don't know well, i just like it's like everybody's just like i'm like ugh, why <laughs> you know we're <laughs> just like golly like it would be nice if they put in like a likable character the girl's not likable which one the girl, the 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 one that's like his liaison to the company. Oh, no, no, <laughs> not, at least not so far. I mean, maybe she'll get more likable. No, nah, she's she helping. Won't. Oh, then no, <laughs> no, then no. I don't think so. What about the? Was it Jared? He's not likable. Who's Jared? The guy that becomes his first, like, his assistant, like, he leaves the big company. Oh, no, man. No, that, oh, that guy. Like, what's wrong with that guy? Well, that guy gets awesomer and awesomer every season. Oh, well, I can't wait because <laughs> I'm just like, no, man. Like, I don't, I don't get me wrong. He, it's good that he is helping those folks or whatever. His heart's in the right place, but just. Oh, he the, goes about this everything. dude's like an assassin, man. <laughs> like, huh? he, he becomes like an assassin. Well, I, I could imagine. Even like, there's one episode, or maybe two episodes, where they're like, <clears throat> you know, like, you're spending a lot of time with us here. Like, you don't have, like, interests of your own. Like, you don't want to, like, meet girls or anything. 
And he's like, no, 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 this is my job. It's 24-7. He's like, no, you know what? Why don't right. you just concentrate on, on meeting the nice girl for now? Like, get, take a few, take a week off. And then he's like, well, how do I even do that? I was like, well, use the Tinder. And then it's like the whole episode, it says different girls coming in and out of his, out of his uh, uh, room. And then the guys can't get anything. And they're like, how does he do it? And he's like, it's, you got to see it. Yeah, I, I will. Oh well, so yeah. You want to get into some news? Yeah, I think it's about that time. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm gonna play the play the music. Comic book news. We should have a like uh, like current. (laughs) Well, not not like that, but like. Have you seen any of the more uh, recent uh, Jim Lee drawings, Larry? I have not. What, well, I... actually, you know what? I should say I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure because I don't know how many he's doing. I've probably seen some from like the weekend. Let's see here. Yeah, these are probably from yesterday, but maybe okay. not. I didn't see. I don't think I saw any from yesterday. What what is happening over there at DC? I don't know, man. He's busy drawing, so everything's going to shit. <laughs> that's a great Aquaman. Yeah, like he's do- that's when he does good stuff when he's not necessarily getting paid for it. When, when he's when he's trying to avoid running yeah. the company that that he works for. Yeah, he's like, oh, I can't make that decision right now. I'm too busy drawing. Yeah, like you can't. Like, oh, what issue are you drawing for? Oh, you know, just myself. <laughs> but while I'm posting these up, um, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about what's going on over at DC? I, listen, the the what's going on at DC is I can't tell you what's happening at DC. Okay, like DC has decided or has said, oh wow, that Captain America is pretty amazing. <laughs> Why would DC say Captain America is amazing? That doesn't make any sense. You're right. Um, <laughs> this next DC... one, Larry. Hold on. This next picture I'm putting in chat is three pictures that you put together. That one I did see. Yeah, that's very cool. That's two pictures. I, I think it is two. I think it's split down the middle. Well, when you put them together, it's three. Because you got Deathstroke, you got Batman, and Huntress. <laughs> so you t- you put the two pictures together, and it's three pictures? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trideptic, I think they call it. Uh, tri- suck this Trideptic. <laughs> so, DC, uh, there was, uh, I guess from the beginning of the closure, there was a little bit of a rumor that DC might consider going out on its own uh, to publish comics. And they were maybe looking at a plan to publish comics, their, their comics at least, um, or distribute, I should say, their comics themselves during this, this shutdown. And they were going to basically distribute, put out the books, and you know shops that were open can receive them and sell, sell comics. So after the fact, that kind of died down a little bit. 
because everybody was kind of like, okay, we're just going to all shut down. Then DC again said, hey, we're going to start putting comic books back out. I think they're, they said they're going to do it next week, Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, I think, uh, is going to be the first day that they come back and ship books. And so everybody was like, oh, DC is saying they're going to ship books. And then they basically were like, we're going to ship books through these other two partners. I can't remember the name. I think one's like Luna and the other is something else. I don't remember, but it was two names that no one had ever heard of. Uh, Come to find out that the two distributors they're talking about are basically like comic book stores. One is Midtown Comics and the other is uh, what's the, the online comic book store. Is that what it's called? Online comic book store? OC? I don't know. but the, I'm not exactly the, sure who it is, but I knew the other one was Midtown. Yeah, but it's basically the, the, the comic, like the store, the online comic book store that has basically the name, like online comic book store. <laughs> so I think it is something like that. Um, so, of course, when, I mean, first of all, retailers didn't seem like they were too happy about the idea of, in general, I should say. I can't say all of them, but generally, there was, um, retailers that weren't happy with the idea that DC is basically trying to distribute books without Diamond. That shut down. Because they're like, one, I mean, you know, we all have our accounts with Diamond, and two, like, we don't know who these other people that you're talking about are. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, once it came out that there are other comic book stores, people were like, you know, a lot of retailers were like, why would we want to distribute through our competition? Especially considering that, you know, those are like, you know, the business model for both of those guys primarily is to, like, put deep, deep discounts on comics. Yeah. Because of the volume of books that they're able to buy and sell. And so that didn't sit well with them. But at this point, it seems like DC saying like, hey, we're going to move forward with these distributors and new comics come out in two weeks or less than two weeks from now. Then Diamond comes out and is like, no, we're still, we're still distributing DC. And which just adds even more confusion to the whole thing, the whole pot, where it's just like, you know, wait, so are you distributing DC still or aren't you distributing DC? And and it's just a, it's a mess. It's a mess at a time when it's like, we don't need more messes. You know what I mean? We got, we got enough to be trying to figure out without people, like, not thinking things through and messing other stuff up. You know what I'm saying? Like, in trying to get us, I guess, things that we want, which, you know, or, you know, I guess, allegedly, supposedly, it's like they're causing more confusion and more and more uh, problems than they're solving, it seems. I don't understand why you're so confused. Your confusion confuses me. Well, the thing is, it's, it, Diamond couldn't get stuff out. And then somebody else stepped up and says, hey, I can get your stuff out. Yeah, it just seems it's, like DC is adding 
multiple outlets for their for their product. I mean, it's not. I don't get the confusion. If Diamond's still distributing DC stuff in the future when they come back, then you can use Diamond. If Diamond is not, then you can use a new two. But it looks like they're pushing the new two for now since they're the only ones distributing. And like for example, back when we used to sell comics, we used to do Diamond and Cold Cut because. Sometimes Cold Cut had better prices than Diamond. And that benefited us because there was more competition there. Now, I understand these other people are comic shops doing it, but if they're the ones with the resources to do it, this is kind of what I, what I talked about at the beginning of this pandemic. If you got money to get something going right now, it's this is your buyer's market because whoever has the resources to do it is going to do it and, and get shit to people, you know? Like... That, that's what happens in these <clears throat> how many industries didn't start after the, the depression they got the ball rolling during you know that's just the way it goes yeah also diamond's been like on a downhill trajectory for a while now i've heard a lot of complaints yeah. from retailers and they were do, they were talking about like maybe they're gonna go under about two years ago you know see I, I, here's the thing like if you want to compete with with Diamond as a distributor, yeah, I don't have any issue with that. It's like I don't think there's anything wrong with the idea of there being more than one distributor of comics personally. Um, however, I do think that there's a difference between deciding like okay well that we should have more than one distributor because it'll be healthy to have competition and two doing some kind of an emergency type of shipping plan because the main distributor isn't trying to put out any books right now and here's the thing it's like the industry shut down now like, it's happened already. It's like, a few more weeks to get your ducks in a row isn't going to hurt things any. Right. It's like, it's not so much like, oh, why would you do this? It's more like, if you are going to do it, then do it right. You know, talk talk to retailers. Get their buy-in. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is all stuff where it's like, now, it's crazy the idea that DC unilaterally would say this is what we're going to do and just be like hey and you know whoever wants it wants it let's do this these two companies that no one's ever heard of are going to be distributing our books now and then don't even like it's like it's not even like you messed around and was like trying like here's the thing you you tried to hide that it was the comic books shops but then didn't put enough effort into it to actually make it so that it was like actually hidden. So it's like it, it, it makes it makes retailers feel like, oh, you think we're stupid? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't respect us enough to even put the effort or the work into trying to conceal this. So like, why should we do this? Like, I feel like there are people they probably could have gotten on board that won't do it simply because of how they tried to roll it out no. and i just don't understand the idea of the half-assed plan 
and I mean, realistically, it's like the comic book industry was already not necessarily in the healthiest of places before COVID-19. The last thing we need to do is like us to be having infighting during this yeah. crisis. And next, you know, the, it, the, the whole industry falls apart while this is all going down because, you know, we couldn't all get on the same page and figure out how to make sure that it sustained itself during this time. So that's my that's mainly my issue, at least my my take. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't quite understand personally because I don't like I, it's not even like DC is trying to put out their best books or anything. You know what I mean? It's like they're holding off like they, they know well enough. Like, OK, well, let's work out the kinks first and release our bigger titles further away. Why release this garbage that, you know, stuff that nobody's really looking forward to initially? in this little like you know it's like it's just it's weird all around i don't i don't understand it like i don't i don't get it and like dc Wait, is a leader in the market saying? but they're not the leader so why are they even like i don't even understand why they're trying to make moves like this wait what what is it they're releasing i could tell you the titles hold on the it's one of those things with these where it's because it is like a buyer's market like this, like they can get a stranglehold on the industry in this time because the the neck of it is <laughs> is weak. Um, but it could blow up in their face. Like that's the gamble that is business. Um, like you said, they could have gone a smarter way ab- about it. But, you know, Jim Lee's busy, nah, busy, I, busy drawing. I like it. Break the break the. Break the pool stick, throw it on the ground, see who wants it more. Yeah. Now, another uh, prominent comics company we've featured on here before, we reviewed uh, Lord of Gore from them, Alterna Comics. says, Alterna fully embraces direct distribution, leaves Diamond. At Alterna, taking care of our readers has always been our main priority, getting them books in a funny easy and accessible way making sure we're putting out great content at an affordable price reaching the widest possible audience these things are important to us but unfortunately have been very difficult to do effectively while working within the current distribution system adding to the many woes our industry already faces the recent state of the world has left most publishers creators and retailers in a state of uncertainty our industry depends on one distributor to be beating the beating heart of the entire comic book market, and without them, most of us are stopped dead in our tracks. While we are fully aware the current situation in the world is much bigger than comics, and there's little that Diamond can do to control what is current occurring right now, we have to do what is necessary in order for our business to survive. That is why we are making the decision at Alternative Step away from distributing with Diamond Comics distribution distributors for the immediate and perhaps indefinite future. There are too many unknowns and variables at play for us to properly run our business and work with Diamond in any kind of effective capacity. Fortunately, we spent two years at Alterna building up our direct sales infrastructure, and as a result, our direct sales have been greater than our distribution sales month over month. For the past 18 months, we sell directly to both readers and retailers and are fully equipped to continue to do so and are even able to expand operations quickly. Moving forward, 
will continue to create new comics and distribute them directly to retailers and sell them directly to our readers. We're also transitioning away from Comixology, introducing digital comics directly for purchase on AlternaAccess.com with five digital issues available every Friday. While our system is currently ideal for United States retailers, we are working on creating an effective system for retailers in Canada, Australia, and Europe to sell our comics in a profitable way. It will take time to fully realize this system, especially one that will work for both Alterna and any international retailers that use it. Given the state of the world, there does exist a major uncertainty in what the comic retailing landscape will look like in the near future, but we'll be sure to keep you updated on any future developments as things progress. In spite of all this, we truly look forward to growing and establishing a direct relationship with our wonderful readers and supportive retailers that have meant so much to us over the years. We now get to steer our own ship fully for the first time in 12 years. It is your support that has allowed us to make this move and easy, smooth process. Your support has given us confidence and hope in a time when we should have filled with an where we should be filled with uncertainty and doubt. We thank you for being here with us. With your continued support, we will be able to build an even brighter future for Alterno. I'm that out. sounds like they were just using this as an excuse. Well, Boys, did you... Go ahead. Well, it's They've been working towards this for a while. Right. Because there's... Everybody has always... they. With Diamond, they've been having issues, you know? Right. And it's kind of like how Van Skeever said, like, you know, if you got your direct sales, you don't got to worry about Diamond or retail stores and stuff, you know? Right. So did you you find the list? Because I found the list. Yeah, yeah. The the new comics that are supposed to come out on the 28th, which is is a Tuesday, is uh, Daphne Byrne, number four. Ooh. <laughs> the Dreaming, number 20. Uh. Bat, Batman Giant, number four. Ooh. Um, Nightwing, number 70, which is a second printing, and Batman 89, which is a third printing. Now, that's, what, that's what's coming out on the 28th. But the article states that they're not really coming back up until May. So now give them the May 5th list. The May 5th list is Batman and the Outsiders, DC Superstar 17, Flash number 753, Green Lantern Season 2 number 3, Hawkman 23, House of Whispers 20, and Joker slash Harley Criminal Sanity number 4. Yeah, I'm getting like half of those. You you, you read half of those? Yeah, I, Green Lantern, Batman and the Outsiders. What is Green Lantern Hawk. season two? That's uh, the return of, of the Green Lanterns, because remember Morrison turned them into the Black Stars for a little while? Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. So I guess he's doing like 12 issue seasons, if he holds to what he did last, last uh, time. Is Dark Knight's death metal coming out? Uh, not anytime soon. Um, I just posted the cover I want for Dark Knight's death metal. I don't even want to read it. I just want that cover. 
but it's not white. Well, it well, used to be. <laughs> oh, is that? Did somebody sketch, sketch that or? No. Well, painted it. Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's a white cover. I think it's a variant. Um, but it's nice. um, it's J. Michael Linsner. That's the artist. Yeah. He's the guy that created Dawn. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Access, give me death metal. <laughs> is there a Cthulhu Batman back there? Yeah. Of course there is. Hmm. No, that was a, uh, that was like the main guy in from Metal. Wasn't no, it? that's the Joker who laughed, or the Batman. Who, why do I always say the Joker who? Ah. The Batman who laughs was working for somebody, which is the Cthulhu Batman. No. So you he guys need working, to go. Read metal? Yeah, you guys need to read Metal. For, he was working for Necron, and or something like that. Necron was who? Is the the Black Lantern? What? In in metal? Yeah. I don't. I don't think that's the case. Then they all donned their magic Power Ranger armor, made from it? Batmonium. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing, unfortunately. It's the most ridiculous thing we've said so far, but that is actually a thing. Yeah. I posted Work, yeah, a... Barbados. That isn't that that uh Hex saying Batman Who Laughs was work works for was working for Barbados. But that's, that's who not that Barbados is in the back, back right? That's not what Barbados looks like when he takes his hood off. He has his no, hood that on. Dude... Yeah, that dude still has it on. <laughs> Heck says y'all need to study your Batman mythos. <laughs> Listen, I, I I firmly believe that Batman metal isn't gonna stand the test of time. <laughs> Batmanonium, Batmanium. I, I put, Barbados looks like uh, like the Spectre Batman. I thought I thought that he looks like a Thulu without the hood, but maybe I'm wrong. But he definitely was definitely wasn't Necron. I know that. Maybe he will be in Death Metal. He'll be the Cthulhu one. Maybe. I um, know. I put some pictures that aren't Jim Lee that are for auction too. One of them is by Jeff Lemire's "A Sweet Tooth" piece. That gives us a a glimpse into the future of Sweet Tooth. And then uh, there's uh, a Batman. You're by putting it in now? No, I put it before. Oh. Yeah. By like before we were talking about the oh, DC. Oh yeah, that's cool. And then there's a Steve McNiven Batman that he auctioned off that looks really cool. Yeah. I miss seeing him draw stuff. And then I put a Joe Benitez Black Cat. Joe Benitez. <laughs> Did he ever sell that Green Lantern? Uh, it's at two hundred bucks, and I think he did. Two hundred? Oh man, no, I don't want it. Well, I think he already sold it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't regret regret it at all that he sold it and not in bid. <laughs> so, so I'll go ahead, Jay. Put a story in chat about 
Well, Sony's developing a film based on the One Punch Man manga series. Uh, so Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkner are set to write a live-action film adaptation of the worldwide hit manga series One Punch Man for Sony Pictures. Um, I've never watched, like, I think I've only watched one episode of One Punch Man, and it was just him beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah. So I'm not sure how you make a movie about one guy beating the shit out of everybody. Oh, you you can it's funny because but... <laughs> no, I mean, I, I know people say it's fantastic. Oh, it's though. great. It's like a... I've only seen like one or two episodes myself it's and a... they were they were they were cool, but it was a lot of just beating up people. It's a prequel to My Hero Academia. Yeah. Yeah, cuz it's like people start showing up with powers and then but there's threats coming first. And then People just start getting kind of activated, and then but One Punch Man's like the one that doesn't have any powers, and then you see like the whole like classification system of how they do like the schools and shit. Like you see an early version of that in One Punch Man. Mm. But is it? It's just like spiritually. I don't think like, you know. I don't know. I don't know how connected they are or not. I just know that like. Everything lines up, and I think they might be created by the same dude. I don't know if you can do a One Punch Man live action. Why not? Well, not here in America. Well, it's because in America they'll be like, "Oh, we need to get him. He needs to not be able to punch somebody, and we're gonna give him the guy he can't punch." As a villain, and they're gonna build a whole movie around that. When the show, it's like, yeah, they have the guy that can't punch, but it's twenty minutes, and then it moves on to another thing, and they, you know, it spreads out bigger and better as episodes go by. Mm. Well, I'm also thinking of just the style of One Punch Man, because isn't he like, like just a circle and a couple of eyeballs? No. Look, looking, and then when he actually like fights, it gets all like hyper anime, fucking super saiyan looking. I mean, yeah, it gets like that, but that's not even like he gets like that. That's just how they show it to you. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. It's pronounced saiyan. <laughs> I was gonna let it slide too. I've also yeah, slept two and what? a half hours for the last. Couple well, he of said days, it in so. Spanish. Yeah, it's un saiyan. It's un saiyan. But, and the thing, yeah, that's the thing about One Punch Man. It's like, yeah, the way they show it to you is a little tricky to, they could do it live action though. Like, I I don't see, I don't want anybody that fucked with Venom fucking with One Punch Man, basically. I don't think this should be done. Go watch the fucking series. Uh, Tyra Claw says, is One Punch Man more of a comedy or is it, you know what, Tyra Claw, you really don't care. So nobody's going to tell you anything about it. Does one punch man ever take damage because he needs to know the tone of the movie yeah nah i don't give a fuck (laughs) he's gonna like the movie either way uh hex says it's a thing you'd have to watch it and that's really it nobody's gonna tell you nothing about one punch man if you want to care about it if you want to find out about it watch it hey does does he like are there times when you think he might lose well no 
Well, I didn't you, think so. It, it, he watched <laughs> one like, episode. Don't speak with authority from his one episode. <laughs> like he lost once. What did he not want to punch? No, did the guy was kick? the guy was too fast. Okay. Yeah, but did you think he was gonna lose, or was it a surprise? It was a surprise. Right. So that's what it's. You don't think he's gonna lose? I mean, I did, that fight, like in that episode, it wasn't even like that was the big bad either. So it's not like oh, I'm, I'm, I wasn't expecting anything of that fight. Like, it's it's two minutes into the episode, and then it, it spreads out, and then the story arc flows from that. And that that alone is cool, but you wouldn't get that from a movie. You'd get that from a sh- watching a show, right? I don't I don't picture a guy that can punch a monster so hard it stops raining as somebody that would lose a fight. Yeah, and it's not about the winning or losing. Really, the the that the show is it's it's about the dude. Wait, so so why does the hard punch make it stop raining? That's just how it's... hard it is. Like there, there's a whole episode of Because Science dedicated to that. Mm, okay. It's well, like it it, it changed it moved it caused a wind burst that spread all the storm clouds out. That's wild. Tiger Claw says, watching TV is way too much of a commitment. I'd rather wait for a movie. Yeah, that whole time you're waiting for a movie, you could be watching TV stuff. (laughs) Why? Like, what goes on in Tiger Claw's life that watching television is what he thinks of as a commitment? Well, he has to to help competing networks. It's like committed to entertaining yourself? Like, what is... Yeah. It said, Bert says, watching 24-minute TV episode is too much of a commitment, so I'd rather <laughs> wait for a two-hour movie. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to understand, like, what? Like, is it that he doesn't, is he talking about, like, he has to binge watch it? Does he know he can watch episodes when he wants to? Who's making Tiger Claw watch all the TV at once? It's Tiger Claw says, but I don't want to watch TV stuff. And that's fine, but don't ask questions about it either, because I'm not going to tell you. But yeah, you should watch One Punch Man. It's tight. Kyra Claw posted the wrong link to the the thing I was talking about where he punches the rain away. Oh. I think it becomes daylight too, but that just might be the clouds. It's funny because there's a there's like an android hunting a villain and he can't defeat it and he's like this like really like you know stereotypical killer android guy from anime you know super powerful mm-hmm. like handsome ripped you know and Saitama's just there and he just beats the crap out of the villain and then he's like you must be my master tell me how you achieve such power and the guy like if you put him side by side is like the android's super powerful compared to to Saitama, but Saitama has the one punch, you know? 
And he goes, train me. So he lives with them. And then he's like, he gets so frustrated because Saitama just wakes up, reads comics, goes buy groceries on Thursdays, does his like routine of workout, which is like 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups, and 10-kilometer run. And that's it. That's all he works out. And then he's like, when do you train? And then they they start getting into the academy to like become licensed heroes. And uh-huh. he's like, Saitama just gets like a C class because he's like, not, he doesn't give a fuck, you know? He's like, he goes, why did you become a hero? He's like, I was bored. Like, he just quit his job and decided <laughs> to be a hero and then just trained to the point where he could just punch somebody once and win. And then that's it. And then he's like, I don't want to be it. Like, the, the academy makes being a hero boring to him. So he's like, underachieving. Meanwhile, he could like take on all of them. And that's cool. Wow. Uh, Hex says, and it's not even that Saitama has the one punch. He's just, just so strong that all he needs is one punch. Yeah. That's part of the mystery. <laughs> I need to watch that show. Why are y'all wasting time with this community and stuff? Yeah. Saved by the Bell 2. Saved by the Bell 2. How dare you? Look, you you watch out, Oz. You'll you'll look. I'll mess around and make sure you stay inside too. <laughs> uh, let's see what else is in the news, real quick. Since we got into uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Multiverse of Madness, <clears throat> has a director. It's Sam Raimi, officially now. Mm, okay. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Larry, did you hear about the Star Sharks in uh, in Love and Thunder? No. Oh. The, the Star Sharks? Yeah, they're going to have Star Sharks. What is a Star Shark? Never mind. Wow. What is that? Uh, you, you just listen to last Friday's show. You. I thought you knew already. That's why I... I brought it up, but it doesn't matter. Jeez, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. They felt the need to explain the Doctor Midnight in DC's Star Girls, or Star Girl, and uh, I guess there's gonna be two Doctor Midnights: the main one, and then Beth Chapel, the female one. And uh, so, yeah, I don't. I didn't get the sense that the one in the poster was a female one because it looks like a little boy. But I guess that's the <laughs> female one. Uh, and the female one was actually created by Todd McFarlane along with Roy Thomas. So that's cool. But yeah, I, that didn't look like the female one. I'll put a picture of the female one in the chat. I listened, uh, I, well, I should say, oh, but that's not what I the one looks like. That's not what it looks like in the, t- in the poster or the TV show. It's like, man, they went in a totally new direction. <laughs> like how different is it? 
Well, the one the one looks like regular Doctor Midnight, but like a little kid wearing adult clothes. Like you saw oh, yeah, the po- you saw the that. poster, yeah. It doesn't look like yeah. this. No. Yeah. It does not. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess we're gonna see both of them at some point. Um, what, what you said you were saying that you watched something. Oh, I was going to say that um, I actually listened to uh, to Joe's, Joe Casada's joint, his Cup of Joe, because uh, Kevin Smith was on it. Uh-huh. And, so, and so I was like, oh, well, you know, let me go check out Kevin Smith, see what, you know, he's doing, what he's talking about. And... Uh, it was unfortunate, man. Like they had a lot of technical difficulties. <laughs> a lot of a lot of technical difficulties trying to, you know, show trying to get Kevin Smith on. Um but he talked about like I think the first question was just like, you know, what are you working on? And he was talking about some of the different things he was working on. The the most interesting of which to me Did it sound like was this? that he was working on. Did it sound huh? like I've been working on it. It, it did sound. Yeah. That's exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> yes, that was it. But, um, you know, the most interesting to me was that he's working on a, uh, a He-Man uh, animated series. I think, I think it's for Netflix, he said. But, um, and, you know, he basically the the series itself is like they're basically taking like I guess a, a, a serious approach to He-Man so that you know it's like you know definitely still being I guess what He-Man is but definitely like kind of playing it not for laughs or anything like that but playing it straight and so you know I was like oh that's interesting like you know I, I would I'd be interested to see that and see how it turns out or whatever. But the rest I'm of out. the conversation... Say again? <laughs> so I'm out. Why are, you, why are you out? Because it's on Netflix. It's going to clash with Sira. I don't... What? What do you mean? What do I mean? It's going to clash with Sheera. I mean, the styles, the art styles, and storytelling are going to be too sim- too different. Okay, but they're going to feel you, you like you? I don't know yet. I haven't watched <laughs> it, but I heard it's great. Oh. Okay. So you want it to be great in the same way that she was great. I just don't want the styles and art and storytelling styles to clash too much. Just like the original She-Ra and He-Man. They look similar and their story arts were similar. Their storytelling styles were similar even though they were telling different stories. That's what I want. Okay. Yeah. But I will say the rest of the conversation was pretty boring. Yeah, well, after you know. that, which I was really shocked by, just because I usually really enjoy listening to Kevin 
to Kevin Smith like talk like you know and but I and I don't know if it was just maybe the questions that Joe Casada was asking I don't know but well, yeah. I, I literally didn't finish listening to it I turned it off I'm so happy to hear that <laughs> what? Well, because, you know, everybody thinks they could do this shit. And, you know, granted, we're one of them that thinks they could do this shit. And (laughs) it's just seeing how they fail, it makes me giddy. (laughs) Like, I have have a quarantine boner now. (laughs) Well, I'm glad because you're going to be in. Because you don't give community the kind of respect it deserves. Yeah. Enjoy that. Even with your staticky, That's... like I'm not normally your static would drive me nuts, but now it's like <laughs> seeing, like that. I saw uh, whatchamacallit did a press conference. It's his face. Oh shit! You know what? I'm a I'm a producer segment called Mad Buggy Around the World because there's a lot. <laughs> like I've seen a lot, and I'm just gonna compile them and do like a little sizzle reel. We're gonna have yeah, because th- like the view I watched like that. And it was terrible. Like, <laughs> Whoopi, yeah. like, they, they called Whoopi on the phone. And she's like, hello. While somebody else is talking, she picks up the phone <laughs> on Zoom. <laughs> hello. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Joe Biden <laughs> did one. And it was terrible. Like, I hope he doesn't run the country like he does his iPad. <laughs> oh, smack. <laughs> Uh, I saw uh, uh, John Oliver on his show talking about Wendy Williams. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Wendy Williams must around and her, she needed to change the battery in her fire alarm, but apparently doesn't know that that's why that sound gets made because I guess someone else has been doing it for her. Yeah, I I don't know forever, which I don't even understand. I'm like, you weren't always rich, like <laughs> you should know. That's, your fire alarm is making that noise, and she's she's literally she doing did a that, show. I think she did that shit on purpose. Like, really? Like, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to comment to that noise. Like, she's a little more. She can talk extemporaneously into a mic with nobody listening. Like, she's a professional. Yeah. So I did everything she does is. I I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be surprised if ninety percent of everything she does on that is calculated. Oh well, that would be amazing. Because yeah. Lord knows, like people are watching, yeah. just because it's so strange. And look, like people are talking about it all across the board. You know, like yeah, because of that, like it's people are watching. Yeah, that's wild. That that's it's definitely a genius move. Yeah, <laughs> that big black <laughs> Betty Boop in the background. Yeah, exactly. Happening. And then, like she dresses, your house look like this. She dresses for the the Zoom, like you know, like she's in these crazy ass outfits. I'm like, oh, that's. <laughs> I've always been like this around the house. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know, you're in PJs all the time. But you know, she's trying to keep it interesting because people are watching. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I'm like, I don't understand why she doesn't feel like she could just Skype a guest. And ask her messy questions. Because that's what everybody's right doing. That's what everybody's doing. And everybody's failing oh. at it. 
So yeah. why fuck like just do something interesting that nobody else is doing? Like that's yeah. she's comes from real radio, Larry. Like where you had to fight that's for true. ratings. So she she knows how to play this game. Yeah, that's true. Like nobody else does because everybody's like not only you know in radio half of those people start running their own board at first. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, oh yeah, especially when you're doing music. Like so yep. te- from a technical aspect, she has some experience. And oh, yeah. from an entertainment aspect, I mean, she was like number one in her demographic and even across the board in New York for a good while. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's New York is a big market in that time when she started. The, the number one market. Yeah. So if she could, man, this shit's all like she's smart. Like, and that's where, like, you see where people talk about her. It's like, you know what? They're not even giving her the benefit of the doubt that she might be a little more into knowing what she's doing than, than she seems. You know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like where my point was going with the mad bugginess is like making it making this look easy is the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody that makes something look easy, but it's hard is Jim Starlin, man. That dude. Can yeah. Draw. <laughs> He's uh, <laughs> right now. He lost a Kickstarter for Dread Star Returns. I don't know if you ever read Dread Star, Larry, but it seems like something you would like. It's some cosmic-y, pirate-y stuff. Mm. But, uh, like, I like cosmic, but I'm not as big of a fan of pirates. Yeah, you'll like it. <laughs> oh, okay. Because you said so. But it's cosmic-y, pirate-y. <laughs> but, no, yeah, I, I got that the first time. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. If you want to read Dreadstar, the original, I'm sure you can find it online. It was on Epic now, you back said in he, the day. Did you say he launched or lost the Kickstarter? No, launched, launched. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, he, uh... Hold on. How do I get out of here? It's lost. The article is lost forever. Oh. It's, like, in the depths of the interweb. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it says, uh... Jim Starlin returns from drawing retirement for new Dreadstar title. Jim Starlin returns to his seminal creator-owned hero, Dreadstar, for the first time in 30 years. Not only is he writing it, he's drawing it after once thinking he would never be able to draw again. Why so, does he think he would not be able to draw again? I think he had an accident or something. But oh. uh, It's going to be a 100-page graphic novel. Uh, he's raising funds on Kickstarter. I think now it's... when I, At the time that I got this story was last week, and it was... Yeah... It was already packed 100%. Now it's at $76,000 pledged of 28000 So it like tripled, almost tripled its its goal. That's and good. The only thing I don't like is that if you want to get like, okay, so here's the thing. If you want to get this comic, you got to pledge at least 30 bucks. What else do you get? Uh, you get, let's see, at thir- so at 20, you get the digital version. Um, and then that's it. And at 30, you get, uh, it says here, this is it. You've waited for th- years, and finally the day has come for a pledge for, of $30 or more. Backers for this level will receive a copy of the hardcover graphic novel, Dress Our Returns, written and drawn, colored by Jim Starlin. Thrilled to the all-new adventures of Vance Dreadstar in the latest chapter of his battle 
with the Lord High Papal. Shipping will be collected separately by pledge manager after campaign successfully ends. So, yeah, that's all you get. Just the hardcover. Which is, uh, you know, for a 100-page hardcover, that's about an adequate price. But, you know, no stickers, no nothing. I would have thought it would be a bit more. Yeah. The Arcanauten's power tier is the $5 one. It says, you joined Dreadstar in the fight against Lord High Popple. Seeing the fin- the fight finished is the only reward you need. Supporters of this level also have access to all backers. <laughs> so you get 5 bucks for nothing, $1 for nothing. Yeah, like, you, you made sure that it's going to happen. Thanks yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the $10 one is uh, Dreadstar number one, Jamal Eagle variant. But it's Dreadstar number one from back in the 80s. So you get a new oh. cover to the old comic. So it's not even the whole run or nothing. $10, Richard Pace variant for number one. Uh, and then $20, the digital edition. So, yeah, that's that's that. I don't know, man. Not that impressive of a Kickstarter, it seems. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the Tom McFarlane $160 one. But yeah. You see the story Tiger Claw put in? Yeah, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> like, what, what do you think about that title? It's It's stupid. Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there there has to be a, a better way they could have done that. Yeah, I mean, like, it, well, the, the, uh, it doesn't matter. We're all gonna die. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not like, yeah. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Did you guys watch the video of Tom Hardy and fake SEs in the final fight without the CGI? Wait, did we watch what? There's a video of of Tom Hardy and what's his face from the movie The Villain? I call him fake SEs. Why? I don't know, because I, I keep wanting to call him a season sorry, but I'm like, that's not a season. But he doesn't even look like a season sorry. They all look the same. <laughs> wow. That's terrible. Wait, it's like, it's either Aziz or Kunal. Everybody else is a imitation. What? I just forget the guy's name. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you look more like a season sorry than that guy. <laughs> There's a... Uh, there's footage that they put out of them acting, quote, unquote, the final fight. And it looks like some weird, like, ballet dance that they're doing. Except for Tom Hardy's making, like, funny faces. Mm. And you watch that, and it's interesting because you don't get any of that in that final fight. I don't even know why they bothered. Eh, their method. But yeah, the Venom sequel, now officially titled Let There Be Carnage, is pushed back to 2021. Should get pushed back till after I die. <laughs> you going like the 
you want to go like the Alice Moore route, you're like, don't make anything of my stuff until I'm gone. Well, it's not even, even then, yeah, wait. Yeah, stuff I like, I guess, because I don't, I haven't created shit, but I talk shit about everybody that does. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're self-aware, by the way. Yeah, just like community. There it is, see? You get it. He gets it. Maybe you can come outside after the vaccine. <laughs> uh, that's it for my news. Right, well, shoot, let's get out of here. Right, I'll play the wrap-up music. Go ahead. Larry, give, uh, Joe, give us some final thoughts, man. Um, so Crypt TV released the short film The Girl in the Woods. It's a sequel to the short film The Door in the Woods. So if you're a fan of that, you might want to check it out. How short are they? Uh, 13 minutes. Oh, sweet. So I can watch both without having... Like, Tire Clock can watch both real quick. Right. And where where can we stream these? On uh, YouTube, the Crypt TV channel. Nice. Oz, man, give us some final thoughts. Ah, Aziz Ahmed. That's close to Aziz. Aziz. (laughs) (laughs) I was right, partially. Oz, you might want to hold on to some of that racism for tomorrow. You don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Not in that shade. (laughs) Oh, was that your final thought? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Larry, give me some final thoughts. Uh, don't forget to support your local comic book shop, folks. They may not be uh, open for business, but they very well may have uh, some sort of uh, delivery or pickup system or whatnot that they're supporting or that they're uh, allowing people to buy things with. They very well may have online uh, purchases. Like, you know, if you were buying comics before, don't forget to check in with your local comic book shop and see what they might be doing during this time. And for the rest of us, no heavy metal minutes today. I know Hecht asked. Um, there's actually yesterday's is in our archive. I forgot to play it. Actually, I forgot to record it. So I recorded it after. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, catch us tomorrow. Right here at 10 a.m. on allgames.com. <laughs> <laughs>